Hey everybody, it's Chad. I uh, just wanted to hop in here quick before the show and say thanks to everybody that's been been going out to stand-up shows. Mine, of course, I, I had a really a really fun run from you know Marchish until now. I'm going on uh, summer vacation, enjoy some time with the family. I'll be back out in September, but I uh, just want to say thank you for coming. And I you know I know uh, mandates are getting lifted all over the place, and I'm I'm thrilled about it, just like you guys. Uh, but just want to say thanks for. Thanks for following the rules so we could have some fun together. That was really great. And I'll see you guys back out there in September. And also, Cy is here to let you know that there's merch coming to the Middle of Somewhere merch store that Chad and I are both excited about early in June. Should we, Chatty, should we announce what the merch is? What do you think, next week? Countdown to, to merch announcing? Yeah, what? yeah. Let's, let's announce it next week when, uh, when we know that uh, everything's going great. What, why do I... Why do, why do we always make a big deal out of things that... Well, this one I was going to say that is probably not going to come true. But this one we have definitively decided. Put the people at ease. We are going to release said merch. Yeah, the, the artist has... Star- Jess has started the art. Yes. So it's going to so be So it's we're, we're good to go. And for all the people who've reached out after we said that there was merch coming last week and asked about the Patreon... We are still going to do the Patreon. Full disclosure, Uncle Size Body trying its best. We're just not quite at the point where we can knock out a couple episodes a week. And unless you want to see Chad and I get divorced on an episode, uh, we can't handle that sort of pressure right now. <laughs> Enjoy the show, everybody. Oh see ya. Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels, and you have landed in the middle of somewhere. Thanks for coming back. Look who's across from me. If it isn't Cy, the wolf of Small Street, Amundsen. Good <laughs> I gotta tell you something. Yeah. I, I, I stole that. I, yes, I'm getting right in your face on the good afternoon. I stole that from uh, Night Train Vec and, uh, on Twitter. That was one of the funnier things I'd seen. He called you uh, Wolf of Small Street after all the Bitcoin talk. I love it. I love it a ton. And I love being here, Chatty Daddy. I'm excited for the show this afternoon. And stop messaging me about X videos, all of Chad's fans. If you couldn't figure out that that wasn't a place you should actually go, walk into the ocean forever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do have a question. I hope everyone listening knows that I do have a level of appreciation for them. But are you ever going to listen to Psy? Ever. Are you ever going to listen to him? Why do you keep doing it? Some of you still think I'm coming to the, the jizz chuckle hut or whatever it's called. You, it's chuckle you can't slot. listen. Chuckle slot in Oklahoma City. If I'm not available during the intro to check, to, to check facts on Psy, you just have to disregard it. That's just it. Unless it's a not safe for work episode like the last one was, you, you, you take heed on that. But if it's dates and if it's websites, you think that I went to X Chad? Like I just drank a six pack of Mountain Dew and thought this would be awesome? I or think X, that. whatever it was called? I, just, I don't think we should convince our audience to be less trusting. But let's get into what's, what's, really, what's really in front of us today, Chad. And what's in front <laughs> of us, as you can see in my background... Uh, our boxes. 
I, yeah. Jenna, Jenna and I, the move is right around the corner. And so okay. we are packing in preparation for the move. And by we, I do mean Jenna all by herself. Oh, wow. I was locked and loaded to just cut you down. That was a great call on your part because I had about a minute rant on how you can't do anything. Congratulations. She is doing all the packing, which means she's also playing a really fun game of finding all the really stupid shit I've bought in the two years we've lived in this house. <laughs> she, she, is it also, is, is some of it like, uh, like nostalgic? Are you, are you getting any of that? Because there were times where I would move where you forget why you put something in a box because it sucks, right? Yeah, and you just sure. don't want to throw it away. But then you take it out again. You're like, oh my God. I forgot I had this Rambo knife. I should go I should go camping for three weeks without food. What was I thinking? And then all of a sudden you go outside and it's raining, you're like, oh fuck this, never mind. The other night she was just in one of the upstairs rooms and I just heard her call from the upstairs to the main floor. Hey, why do we have a box of mustaches? <laughs> Those are Merkins, kid. Keep them in the box. She also found, so I have a friend, and I even forgot these existed. I have a friend who every year on their birthday, I bought them. My bit was I would send them a copy of the second installment of the Fifty Shades trilogy, Fifty Shades Darker. Never the first. Sure. Never the third. I would just send them the second installment of that book, uh, book series. And then I was at, I can't remember where I was at, but they were on sale. And so I was like, well, instead of paying $25 every year, why don't I? So I just have eight copies of Fifty Shades Darker in a box that I completely forgot about. I really like movie descriptions. This is a complete aside here from the main point. Well, I, I should say, I want to point out that as she's finding these things, if, if yeah. Jenna gets stabbed to death before we get fully moved, I'm going to prison purely based off of circumstantial evidence. Just off of being a weirdo, the prosecutor will be in the courthouse like, okay, uh, yes, uh, Your Honor, we have no physical evidence. No DNA, obviously no proof, no witnesses. We did go through their home, and Cy does own three mini crossbows. He has a copy of a script he wrote for a movie called Teen Wolf 3 Adult Wolf. And if you look over here, it's just like there's no, there's no chance. I'm going to prison just based on my possessions. I mean, you walk into court and the whole jury is going to be like, didn't this guy just get convicted for murdering George Floyd? What the hell is he doing I've grown back my, here? I've grown my beard out. I look very different. The beard. Uh -huh. I have the yeah, beard. Yeah, no, sure you do. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I love reading movie descriptions. It's a thing I've always liked. Uh, and so they have on Apple Movies, I, I've always thought the one for Fifty Shades of Grey is really, really funny. Because obviously that's like housewife porn. You know, or mom yeah, porn, it you sure know, is. or, but the, or, you know, sometimes dad porn, whatever you want to do. So, uh, like, for example, the Tommy boy one is to save the family business two ne'er do well traveling salesmen hit the road with disastrously <laughs> funny consequences. So that's that's an example. And I always I always like those. I've always read those because I remember pitching TV shows. You have to come up with log lines and there's sure. nothing dumber 
in the history of the world than packaging a concept into a sentence. So somebody in the Midwest, you know, goes, and I'm in the Midwest, but that's, let's be honest, that's who it's for. They want to go, oh, traveling yep. salesman, my peepaw was one of them. I bet this will be hilarious. <laughs> like, that's, fu- <laughs> it's fucking nonsense. But the one for Fifty Shades of Grey is so great. It's, and I, this is verbatim, an inexperienced college student begins a daring affair with a controlling businessman whose sexual proclivities push the boundaries of pain and pleasure. <laughs> like the amount of grooming accusations that would come just for this sentence alone. Right. Would fucking Crystalia write this? <laughs> yeah, it could be. A man in power tricks college student into becoming a S&M queen when he saw her with an apple in her mouth in the college cafeteria. Yeah, right after, right after my verdict, this sentence is going on trial in the same courtroom, <laughs> I guarantee it. What else did you find in your, in your boxes? Anything cool? So here's the main, yeah. So the main funny thing we found is right after we first moved in, and I forgot about this. This was in, this was in one of the cabinets in the kitchen. Okay. Okay. Uh, I was at a thrift shop and I found a a action figure set for full house characters from the TV show <laughs> Full House. And they were still in the box and the box also is like a living room set, right? And so I and it's it's DJ, it's DJ Tanner and Stephanie Tanner. So it's the two daughters. Okay. So I bought it and I tried to display it in our house for a couple weeks until Lindsay and Jenna couldn't take it anymore. And then it got stuffed in a shelf. So that was back when my niece, baby Ellen, was a baby. Now baby Ellen is a two-year-old. So when we find this thing, she goes bananas. Of course. How could you not? She's so excited. She rips it open. She's been playing with them. And then she's also two, so she quickly loses interest. And then Lindsay was like, here you go, you can have them back. And she had destroyed the box. I was like, I thought it was really funny to buy these, but as a 37-year-old man, I don't think I can own just out of, like, because it's funny if they're still in the box, because the box had pictures of Jesse, Uncle Jesse, and Uncle Joey, and Danny, and it's, it was very TV-based. But once you lose the box, now you just have action figures of two preteen sisters. (laughs) And even if you're like, somebody's like, what the fuck is that? And you're like, no, 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 relax. It's they're actually they're collectors. It's DJ Tanner and Stephanie Tanner. Well, that's worse. That's fucking worse, man. We're not friends anymore. The only way it could be worse is if you had them displayed on a shelf right below an eight by ten of the x-ray taken with a action figure up your ass at the doctor. (laughs) That's the only way that would be worse. The and the you you know what is worse? They like and I don't, I know this because Elon was like shaking them around. They're really bendy. What the fuck are they so bendy for? Like you can put one of their feet on their ear and the other one. Like why did you make these children action figures so bendy? It's it is beyond upsetting. <laughs> That's so creepy. I had an Uncle Joey doll where you could pull a string and it would say things like, uh, cut it out. Or, uh, um, oh, yeah. I'm still doing the same act I did to win Star <laughs> Search in 1988. Or you'd pull another one and it would say, Alanis Morissette went down on me in a theater. 
It was uh, just a ton of great stuff. You didn't have a doll. That was a bit. <laughs> it totally was a bit. I don't, uh, I, I've had dolls before of the cabbage patch nature, but none Uncle Joey. You know, I was thinking about it the other day. I remember as like, even as a 10 year old, thinking about Uncle Joey, as like a 10 year old boy watching that show and thinking, this Uncle Joey is such a fucking loser. Like, <laughs> he, and here's, here's where it gets good, because I remember this vividly as a boy. I remember thinking, Jesse's a musician. He plays with the Beach Boys. He's got a hot right. wife. He's obviously living with his blood nieces and nephews to help out his brother-in-law. And then there's Joey, yeah. an adult man in his 30s slash 40s who's a stand-up comedian and then like a radio host for a little bit and then a jingle writer He's a fucking loser. And then it turns out... Hey, everybody, I, don't listen to what Sai's saying right now. That's crazy. Well, here's, it turns out now I'm an adult in his 30s, <laughs> man, like a failing stand-up comedian who is doing a podcast living with his brother and his child. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, I'm fucking Uncle, out, Joey. Uncle Joey. I'm Uncle that's, Joey. That's, and it's a huge That's bummer. so funny to me. And the, the thing about Uncle Joey is he was so not funny. They had to get twins to play one person because a lot of times they couldn't get one of them to laugh at his jokes. <laughs> so they had to bring in the twin and just be like, hey, can you, do some, can you do something cute? And she'd be like, got it, dude. And everyone loved the episode. Saved Uncle Joey's joke. That's how you know. That's how you know that that show wasn't very realistic because if that was a realistic show... Everybody would have been talking shit about Uncle Joey behind his back every time he was off screen. <laughs> right. Hey, where's that fucking woodchuck weirdo? Like, just nonstop. <laughs> the only thing realistic about that show is 19 people were living in the same house in San Francisco. <laughs> That's the only thing that makes sense. Uh, I, this is, so I mentioned, I mentioned Jenna is obviously doing all the packing. Now, I do want to point out, uh, Uncle Sai is paying for the move. I hired the movers, so I am contributing. So as I'm not, I'm not an absentee mover completely. Um, and I do want to point out before I say this that it is all in good fun. So before you, uh, before you go hard at me, I have been teaching baby Ellen to mock Jenna while she packs. I've taught oh, her to smart. I've taught her to run into whatever room she's in and just say the words, taking your time, just. <laughs> <laughs> and she's a baby, so she doesn't know she's making fun of anybody. It's great. She's so excited to do it. She'll do it. She'll laugh. She runs out. It's amazing. <laughs> I hate how much I have in common with a two-year-old. She... It, really, it really does bother me. She's at that age where she'll repeat any swear words. Or an, a, anything, but swear words especially. And so she's 46? Yes. <laughs> and I was, I didn't even know she was behind me. I was like lurking out our window. And my least favorite neighbor was walking by. And we have like, yeah. Greg was getting his stuff moved out before us. So there was stuff out on the lawn. And he was like really kind of examining our garage and lawn and stuff as he walked by. Not in a like, I wonder what's going on here. In more of like a snarky, oh, I wonder what's going on here. And so I'm just <laughs> watching him from the window. And I just said to myself, I go, what a dumb dick. 
And then I just hear this baby behind me go, dumb dick. <laughs> I, and I and I know that you're supposed to, you know, I did not treat it like meet the Fockers where it's like, no, don't say that. I was like, yep, big dumb dick. And she's like, big dumb dick. And so we, I just let it ride. If she says that in front of Lindsay's family, whatever. It's, fuck, it's really funny. That's so funny because I was just talking about on Tuesday, um, there used to be a family that lived on the golf course that had a parrot that they would put out on the deck to mock the golfers because they lived right on the green. Oh, my gosh. So you, you'd miss a putt and the bird would just go, you suck, Brett, like <laughs> stuff like that. And then you'd look around and be like, who the hell is doing a parrot? And then you saw this giant bird. You're like, oh, the parrot's doing a parrot. <laughs> but to train a bird to just to heckle golfers the whole round is really funny to me. And that's uh, you got yourself a parrot. That's the most Hall of Fame shit I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, I mean, that's. Yeah. That's something I'm going to look into being all house confined and dying. At least I could have, I want, I would love to be, I would love to train a parrot well enough so that he really, like, I need to train him well enough and have a strong enough relationship with him that it makes yep. sense that everybody's like, I know this is crazy, but we do have to let the parrot attend the funeral. And then at the funeral, I just want him to go nuts. I just want him to lose his mind. Are you saying lose his mind as far as like repeating phrases or give him some sort of diuretic and let him fly over the congregation shitting all over everyone? Both. I'm going to go with both. One, yeah, one right you. after the other. Good for you. The, the bird is just like going like, can't believe you were friends with him. <laughs> just all this stuff. And then you can hear someone go, could this get any worse? And then they open the cage and then you hear from a distance. I guess it can. How great would that be if you just spent the last couple years training a parrot, just specific burns for all the people you love, and he's just flying around, ah, Chad and his tits are here, ah. just horribly, horribly cutting down all the people you love as he just circles the ceiling. Circles, and he goes, I got nothing for you, Joel, so I always loved you most, Brett. <laughs> There's no jealousy in that statement at all. No, no, no. You handled that really, really well. Um, Thank you. Did you see, speaking of kids repeating stuff, they're bringing back uh, the show that that uh, Puddin' Pop rapist used to host? Uh, kids Say the Darndest oh, Thing. Oh, yes. I did see that. So, But who's, uh, who's Tiffany hosting? Haddish. Tiffany Haddish yes, is going right. to host it. Yeah. When I saw the commercial, I was like, I should go back and watch some of those. Ep and it's bad. It's not a good show. And for some reason in my head, I thought, you know how there's been like a million hosts of Family Feud? I thought, right. I, I guess it's just Bill Cosby and now Tiffany Haddish. I don't know that there is anybody else in between. There might have been. It felt like maybe in my brain, I was like, didn't like Wayne Brady host that show because he's hosted everything? I think there I think there has been a host. I think there was a host in between. I think they tried to bring it back and it didn't work. Uh, well, who the hell was that though? I mean, why would we ever do research? Uh, the the person, other person, I thought it was was Jeff Foxworthy, but he did that um, smarter than a fifth grader or fourth grader or whatever that yeah, show. Yeah, smarter. Was. Are you smarter than a fifth grader? Now that's I'm not saying I need Jeff Foxworthy to host it, but that is a version of that show. All these kids, they like 
And my mom said my dad needs to lose a couple pounds. And everybody's like, oh, this is the height of art. You're like, this is the worst. <laughs> what I want, give me, give me some Appalachian whites, some just hill trash dirtbag children on there with Jeff Foxworthy as the host. And let's run like, hey, hey, Mr. Jeff Fox. Hey, uh, my mama said Uncle Jeremy's dick is way bigger than Daddy's. Like now, now I'm in. Now I'm, now I'm watching a show. Like Mr. Jeff Worthy, I seen two crocodiles screwing behind the school, and my teacher said best sex he ever seen. What you think about that? Come around downtown now. Give me, give me white the darndest thing that white trash children say, and I'm in forever. If you. Have ever heard kids talking about crocodiles having sex? You might be a redneck. If you know your uncle's dick size, you might be a redneck. Mister Mister Foxy Jeff, I I, t- I I tell you what, the gas station worker at the Seven Eleven near my house keep running his mouth. I'm gonna fucking possum stump his ass in front of his kids. You hear me? You hear me, Mister Foxworth, <laughs> sexy fox? <laughs> It'd be so great if you have applicants on that show and they're like, well, we can't have him on here because he's 25. And they're like, well, he's still in third grade, though. That counts. <laughs> the, uh, the other person I thought would, who would be a great host for that, just for the pure spectacle of it, uh, do you know who John Taffer is? Uh, maybe, but I'm not sure. I'm going to send you a picture of him right now while we're talking. He is the host. Have you ever seen the television program Bar Rescue? Oh, yeah, 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 I know who that is. Yeah, he's the flaming nutbag that fixes ruined bars on the television program Bar Rescue. And if anybody hasn't seen him, pause the podcast, look up John Taffer, and then unpause the, the podcast. Okay, now you're back. John Taffer is such an intense man. He looks like his neck is made up of heart attacks. He is, <laughs> he is so... like. If that guy, if that guy, you know, there's a person in your town, if you found out they died, like, hey, you know that guy, Jacob, who used to do meth, and that one time somebody paid him 60 bucks to eat a bicycle tire, drove his, drove his truck off a bridge, you're like, yeah, that checks out. Like, if you found out John Taffer keeled over in the middle of an episode of, of Bar <laughs> Rescue, most sensical thing in the world. So put that dude with children, and I'm all in. Oh, he's so intense. Yeah. If you even, if I've seen a couple of those episodes, if you even question this guy, he loses his mind. He's like, did they give you a TV show? Did they tell you you could fix bars? It would be great. Him just, just destroying children. He's like, he's like, Hey, uh, I remember one time they had a, a thing where some kid told Bill Cosby, his breath stunk. Yeah. Oh, he's like, no. oh, you have bad breath. And then everyone started laughing, just watching Taffer lose his mind on a kid. Just like, of course it stinks. I've been up for three days. I'm the host of five different shows, you little piece of shit. <laughs> Losing his mind. You know what we could, you know what we could really use around here is instead of Elon running into each room, let's send John Taffer in there. See if Jenna will pick up the steam a little bit. <laughs> I, uh, I've asked you this a hundred times. Sure. Have I ever, I, I just was reminded of this story. Sure. Have I ever told you the story of me almost getting a DUI in Cincinnati? I, now, here's, here's the problem. We are in the, the elderly stages of this podcast for you and I. 
So right. I have no idea if you, I do not believe you've ever told it on the show. And if you have, well, buckle up. It's rerun time, everybody. But I'm almost certain you have not. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure either. It's one of the best stories, but, uh, but I just, I guess I had it tucked away for some reason. Sure. So I was in Cincinnati at Go Bananas, and this is obviously shifting gears quite a bit. <clears throat> I bet people for the first 20 minutes were like, this show is really gelling today. <laughs> I mean, it's really, there's some connectivity finally. And then I'm like, yeah, are you done yet? Okay, listen to this story that has nothing to do with that. Can, I, t- can, I, can I connect the two of them? Sure. I would love, I would love for Mikey to hire John Taffer. Because all the all the workers, because what John Taffer does is he comes in and basically is like, you're the worst, you're the worst. Hey, you, that, that slut is stealing from you. Let's fire her and kick her ass in the parking lot. You know, I don't trust those birds. And the thing with, the thing with uh, Go Bananas, they have some fantastic employees there, but they also have a long history of employing comics, which you and I appreciate as comics, but also right. we've been around comics. So how great would it be if Mikey brought in John Taffer just to get after fucking <laughs> just Andrew Rudick just being screamed at in a bathroom for a week? Oh, that'd be fantastic. He, he holds Andrew upside down and shakes one of his T-shirts out of his pockets. He's like, you trying to sell merch during a show? What's going on here? <laughs> just burns him on camera. I love you, Andrew. Um, all right, so I can connect it another way. Jeff Foxworthy, we were just talking about, mm-hmm. guy that became good friends with him over the years, Josh Sneed. Now, Josh sure. Sneed lives in since friend of the show, lives in Cincinnati. We don't need any of those connections because I'm just going to start the story. Okay. I'm there for the week. I'm working the entire week. But also, on Saturday, they are there are just for laughs, like uh, the Montreal Comedy Festival. They are having auditions for new faces. Sure. And it and it's perfect because a bunch of really funny people show up. I remember Rob Little was there. Just a ton, ton of people, ton, ton of great people. I am getting drunk. We yeah. do seven minutes and that's it. So I go up, have what I think is a good set. I do not get a call back. So obviously <laughs> I was riding high on these fake alcohol dreams. Get even drunker after the show. And I give someone my keys at the comedy club. That's the key to this. Okay. I give them my keys so I don't drive home at the comedy club. I believe John Evans was there as well. Hilarious guy. I don't remember leaving the comedy club because okay. I knew I was getting close. That's why I gave my keys away. Next door, there is a bar right next door to the club. I go over there and apparently drinking the whole time, having a great time. Nobody knew that I didn't know what was going on, but I don't remember any of that. Okay. Somehow, I get my keys back. I don't know how. I must have talked the person into it or they were drunk and they were like, go for it, man. You know, (laughs) comics are really great when it comes to responsibility. Sure. So I get my keys back. The last thing I remember is the being at the comedy club. The next thing I remember are cherries lighting up behind me while I'm driving. Oh, no. So I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. this is." And I had a DUI from right before when Isaac was born. And I said, I won't drink and drive anymore. And I'm very good about that. But I guess when I'm blacked out, I don't care. Sure. 
So I must, you know, talk him into giving me the key, blah, blah, blah. I'm driving. Cherries light up. I panic because I, I haven't been around for three hours. I don't know what's going on. Sure. It's like you come out of a coma and you're like, uh, what? What's happening in this year? And so I'm just freaking out. I pull over. And this is a weird, a weird spot. Even when you're completely sober, there's two lanes, but you don't know which is the turning lane. Because you can go right or left in this in this situation on like a almost like a half street, you know, when uh, there's a median and they open it up so you can take a left. It's just a it's a weird yeah. kind of intersection. No lights, no anything. And so I must have just been kind of drifting back and forth. So I'm pulled over. The cop gets out of his car and I'm working with this guy named Willie Barsena. Willie Barsena. Now I think he does a um, a radio show out in California, but. I thought he was really funny dude, but really nice, really invested in younger comedians trying to like help them figure stuff out. And he goes, here's what you need to do. Act as sober as possible. And I was like, oh, really? King of getting pulled over? You think that's what I should do? Or should I get out and start doing floop-de-flues and let everybody know I'm wasted? Should I pull my pants down and piss on the cop or what? Should I, should I tell him that I haven't had any drinks? Should I, should I not slap him in his face? Do you have any other great tips? Yeah, right. Should I just let him know that there's a body in the trunk? And at the end, look him right in the eyes and whisper, trust me. <laughs> as he smells my vodka breath, as I whisper right in his face. So there's an alcoholic listening going, actually, you can't smell vodka. And that's what I drink at work. And that's why I drink it. <laughs> so... He goes, he goes, you have to act as sober as possible. And I go, got it. I can do that. And so the guy comes over, a cop comes over and he goes, you've been drinking? I go, nope. And then just right away, out of the blue, Willie goes, but I have. <laughs> and he starts like playing the drums on the dashboard. And he's like, what are you guys up to tonight? Got to get to come back to the hotel after the shift. He's acting so out of control. That the cop goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. All right, what's going on here? And he goes, I got to tell you guys something. And Willie gets out of the car. Oh, boy. There's two cops. One's behind the car. One's on my side. Willie gets out and they both, they seem like uh, fun dude dudes, right? I mean, like not not shitty people. Sure. But their hands go to their guns. Because I looked over and I saw the guy like un- unsnapped his holster. Sure. And then Willie has his hand in his inside jean jacket pocket. No, Willie. I know. So I'm like, oh my God, what's going on? This is a little much. I'll take the DUI, dude. Sit down. And then the the cop goes, hand, hand. And he goes, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm sorry. And he slowly takes out a stack of pictures, like four by six pictures. And he goes, I just want to show you something. And the guy goes, all right. What is it? And he goes, they're pictures, man. They're pictures. And he goes, come around the car. So he comes around the car, escorted by the cop from the back. And then now I'm, they're right outside my window. And Willie Barstain is like going through these pictures. And he goes, hey, man, I just wanted to let you know that I really love. And yeah, I am doing his exact voice. So I don't want to hear about it. He goes, hey, man, I just wanted to let you know that I think you're doing a great job here, keeping everybody safe. This is when I went to Afghanistan with Jay Leno. And we, we went and we did for the troops, you know, all this stuff. And so the cops are like, oh, this is really cool. And he's got pictures of him and Jay Leno around all these troops. And now the cops are completely relaxed and Willie is killing outside the window. 
killing. And he goes, he goes, oh man, if when you do get off your shift, you should come back to the hotel. I have so many stories. It's so great. And they're like, uh, they're like, well, we can't do that, sir. And obviously, you you should probably go to bed. You're going to be super hungover. And I'm just sitting. I'm still white knuckled <laughs> on the steering wheel. Have not removed my hands. I'm just like looking over my shoulder. Just sitting there going, I haven't had anything to drink, officer. Officer. I, did, <laughs> yeah. I have not had a single drink today, officer. As you can see, sir, he is clearly the only one that has been drinking. <laughs> How much did he drink? I don't know. I was blacked out. Oh, damn it. Damn it, Chad. <laughs> So finally, all of this goes down. They're laughing. This, I mean, they were outside of the car for 15 minutes, laughing and having a great time on the side of the road. <laughs> finally, they like pat him on the back. Um, I'm surprised they didn't take a picture with him. I'm not even <laughs> shitting you. But they pat him on the back because he's like good friends with Jay Leno. And it's like two degrees of separation stuff. And so they put him back in the car. And they're like, oh, man, it was so good to meet you. So good to meet you. And uh, they go, they come over to me. And I think, "Uh oh, this could be the last crack. And he, the cop just goes, man, looks like you got your hands full. I'd get him back to the hotel right away. Have a good night, gentlemen. And I was just like, <laughs> what just happened? It was the greatest wingman move of all time. And I will always, there's a little spot in my heart that is occupied by Willie Barsena because he saved my night, maybe, I don't know, career, lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. And I know, and it's, uh, it's easy to have fun with that story because I do know how uh, you haven't, you don't drink and drive. You don't get anywhere near it. Uh, Correct. And uh, that, it remi- it's, speaking of Tommy Boy, it's like the bees in Tommy Boy. <laughs> right, yeah. Gee, that's unbelievable. <laughs> It was the craziest thing I'd seen. I'm like, how many times have you done this? And he goes, uh, it just came to me. And I was like, well, first of all, you should clearly be driving because <laughs> you have your wits about you. That was just, un- and then he couldn't believe. He's like, let me get this straight. You don't remember leaving the comedy club? And I was like, no, I don't. And he goes, that's amazing. You were beating people in pool. You were like still <laughs> doing shots. I mean, I guess I'm real fun when I don't remember. Yeah, they call that. The acorn falling not very far from the tree. Hey, you watch your mouth. <laughs> no. You watch your mouth, you son of a bitch. I mean, when, you said, uh, when you said that thing about the alcoholic who's at work right now listening, giving that speech about vodka, I was like, I don't think yeah. your dad has a job. <laughs> I think he's just listening to the show waiting for his in. Yeah, that, oh, that could be. You know what? If he is waiting for the big reveal, if he's like, you know, if I wait till the 200th episode and, you know, get on there as a guest, I think that would really bring in the revenue. He could start touring. I, I honestly think, and this is no lie. So if you're listening, Chad's father, <laughs> I wanted to be very <laughs> official there. If he on our 200th episode just appeared for a full interview and then goes, guys, and I will be, a, I will be in San Diego on Tuesday night. I will be in Tucson. I'm, I bet he'd sell out three shows at least. Oh, I, I would say there's no doubt. And if he, especially if he's like, uh, if you guys want to bring your flies that don't land, bring it on. Because I've trained this son of a bitch to win me cash. Can I, uh, can I tell you about a really impressive friend of mine that's impressive in a very different way? I wish you would. So because of the psoriatic arthritis yep. and my stupid body, you know I've been messing around with a lot of diet things. 
yeah. diet related things. And I've been on this thing called the autoimmune protocol, which is basically you can eat sweet potatoes and that's the end. That's all you eat. You're like, <laughs> uh, yes, to, for dinner this evening, we're garnishing your sweet potato with a smidge of sweet potato to go with your beverage full of sweet potato. It's just fucking sweet potatoes. So it's like you're eating deviled sweet potatoes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what it sounds like to me. If you whip them up and put them in the middle, they're delicious. Yeah, you'd be when when you get it when you get really stripped down to just sweet potatoes, you'd be surprised with how many different textures you can grind it into so it tastes like other things. <laughs> Do you think it's your own fault for getting involved with a diet that shares a movie with a uh, shares a name with a Mission Impossible movie? Yes, correct. I do think that 100%. I mean, if I, if I ever come across a diet, and believe me, I won't. But if I do, and it's called protocol, I'm out. <laughs> I th- well, it's, it's been very weird for me because you and I are food indulgence guys in the history of our lives, right? Which Yeah, I mean, yeah, I eat a bowl <laughs> of Oreos. You could say that, sure. Uh, uh, yeah, oh, no, absolutely. My, I used to go, my, I remember Jenna... So when I would get a when I would have a first date, I would always take them to yogurt land to have frozen oh, yeah. yogurt. And I had people be like, man, that's a really good first date move. You can talk. It's casual. It's fun. You make your own yogurt. I was like, yeah, that's not I just fuck. If it's a shitty date, I still get to pound a bunch of yogurt. That's the only <laughs> reason that I pieced it together. There was a yogurt land near my house when I was living in Los Angeles that should have put my picture up. Because what I would do is I would go in every night that I wasn't staying. And I convinced myself because I would stay at Jenna's a couple nights a week. So when I was sure. back out at my house, I'd be like, well, you're not getting yogurt land every night. But the truth is, Jenna and I got it at least 50% of the nights that I was at her yeah. place. I mean, at your wedding, what did you have? We did have a frozen yogurt bar. Yeah, you sure did. So I would go in and I would get, I would build a big badass yogurt, gummy worms, cookie dough balls, Reese's cup, the whole nine, just, you know, unhealthy it up. And then what I would do is I would take a second cup and I would just load a ton of the little cookie dough balls and I would buy that as a yogurt cup. And so then I would go home and I would eat my frozen yogurt and then I would eat the cup of cookie dough balls as like a dessert. (laughs) Oh, my God. And now you get sweet potatoes. And now I have sweet potatoes. And I got, you know, my dad listens to this show, so he's not going to like me taking this shot at him. But my dad hates food indulgence. And it's probably his it's it's near the top of his list for worst qualities. Like he despises despises food culture and like gluttony and all that stuff he's so proud of himself like he'll brag like i could eat my food and i would i'd be just as happy eating a pill to get my calories every day well dad i gotta tell you something you're that makes you a fucking loser enjoy the simple you know how good cake is man just eat the cake i understand yeah. i don't know was he raped by a juicy lucy why are you so against <laughs> people enjoying sweet savory textures yeah, I'm, uh, I, I know I should be like in this and we should be yucking it up right now, but I'm furious with your father. And let me tell you why. Okay. Because you know what quality I don't like in people is when they go, yeah, let's make a frozen pizza and sit out here and talk. And then while you're making the frozen pizza, they sneak into the back bedroom and start playing acoustic guitar by themselves. You want to talk about something, Bruce? You want to <laughs> say something, Bruce? You still owe me a chat over a piece of pizza. 
you song-making dick. How about that? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I love you. The one thing, the one thing that I can generally agree with him is I do not like the idea of celebrity chefs. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you that. Now I did, and I used to, and I don't want to infringe on Shane Torres's territory here because he has written the greatest bit about Guy Fieri, and in defense of Guy Fieri. Yeah, I mean, you should look it up. It's so good. It's got to be online somewhere. And oh, it's, yeah, it it's everywhere. Yep. Absolutely ridiculous. I mean, to go out of the green room to the back of a comedy club to watch somebody do a guest set in Portland, I don't do that that often just because it's inconvenient. And you have to like be against the wall. But I went out to watch his set in Portland when he did a guest set, and it was. That bit is one of the funniest things I've seen. It's it's amazing. So I I actually I, I will defend Guy Fieri additionally. I so I got to meet him at the NBA All Star Game. Okay. And one of the kid producers I worked with at ESPN, they were obsessed with Guy Fieri, like in a funny way. And so okay. I I was I was like, oh man, how great would it be if I could get Guy Fieri to record like a funny video? for my buddy pg right and so i was i was kind of nervous about it because i was asking him to say some pretty weird shit and here's what i learned about guy fieri (laughs) doesn't matter you could like i could have been wearing like kleenex boxes for shoes speaking in slobber mouth and he would have still said anything into a can he was so nice and so wonderful and just nailed the take exactly you could walk up to guy fieri and be like Hey, guy, hey, uh, my, my wife is a huge fan of yours. Will you look into the camera right here and tell her that you want to peg me while she watches and giggles? And he'd be like, what's up, everybody? It's the mayor of Flavortown here with your husband, Chad, and I'm going to bend him over this rail and give you something to cackle about. Flavortown out, <laughs> boys and girls. Like, he is a pro, and he's a hero. And I'm going to do it in under 59 seconds because that's a minute to win it. Now, I'll tell you who I don't like, and you're not going to even know who this person is, Barefoot Contessa. I got no interest in the Barefoot Contessa. That's a show. Yeah, you're right. I don't know who that is. That's a show that Greg and Lindsay watch. I I don't know why she doesn't have shoes on. I don't watch the program. I'm not. And she's. No shirt. No shoes. No service. No Contessa. Yeah, no service. My bad. And you're cooking? Come on. So to circle all the way back, I have a buddy who he and he and his gal Nicole. I'm friends with both of them. They're they're wonderful. They used okay. to come to see me do stand up when nobody should have. So okay. I became human friends with him. He's a talented musician. And then the pandemic hit, and there's not really music anymore, like live music. And he's a very talented right. chef. So, and he's also a talented photographer. He's one of those dick faces that's good at a bunch of stuff. You're like, what do you just, you got like an eight inch dick too? Like, why, why do you have to be so, were you a division one football player? Why are you good at so many things? Just stop it. So he's a very yeah. talented photographer. And so he started, and he's really good with like barbecue style foods. And I sent you his Instagram. And Oh yeah, right. I, yeah, I remember that. I didn't know he was good at everything. But. Yeah, my, my dad wouldn't be impressed with it, but it is, it is, and you can go check out the Instagram. It's BBQ. His last name was, is Boderman. He's Andy Boderman, B-O-T-E-R-M-A-N. So BBQ with Boderman. The food looks unbelievable. So yeah. 
I'm talking to him about my autoimmune bullshit and how I'm eating sweet potatoes wrapped in sweet potatoes. And <laughs> we start talking about the things I used to eat and wish I could eat. And one of the things we came across was like, I used to like shrimp burgers. And yeah. so this dude goes and he, f he looks up the AIP ingredients and everything that he can use and created a deep fry, like using olive oil and coconut flour and pork rinds. He creates a AIP okay deep fried shrimp burger. And it is yeah. the best thing I have ever tasted in my entire life. And that's not true because I used to eat regular food. So I, I'm going to pull my dramatics back because I saw the look in your face when I said that. But it is... It's the best thing I've eaten since embarking on this new diet. I can't believe he made something that tasted that good, but it did, yeah. it did create a funny situation where I had to go to the grocery store to buy all the ingredients, and he made the crust he made, we tried a couple different ones, was coconut flour and pork rinds, like all natural, so it's just pork skin because I can eat pork, right? Okay. That, I was pushing it around the store, and then I had to pay for it. And I realized what a crossroads of culture those two items are. <laughs> to be like, yes, I need all organic coconut flour and some fucking pork rinds while you're at it, buddy. Just, <laughs> just the weirdest, like the Whole Foods hillbilly shaman just standing out front with overalls on like, all right, now I know you're here. To get you some ingredients for your kombucha. While you're doing that, head on back, aisle 14, left corner. There's some Roadhouse Texas chili. Make your dick fall off. It's so hot. Come on now. <laughs> come on, come, come get some. Now I understand that you're here for some organic pumpkin seeds so that you can put them inside your smoothie but while you do that we got a hunk of cheddar cheese in the back that your wife can fry up and slide it right down your gullet come on brother <laughs> now ho hold up i know you guys are here for some plant-based protein i understand that because you're vegan or whatever now you get that you can go back we got a whole vat of free bacon grease you can eat that if you want you can brush your teeth with it and it helps you slide it in get some you got to get some after the protein i think he's now creating a whole menu for me and i love him a lot the thing we're working on right now is a sweet potato and bacon uh, a sweet potato and bacon potato salad i don't think i needed to say potato there twice but you do whatever you want it's I'm, your podcast i'm ready to i'm ready to go into business with this fella i'm i think i think because there's not a lot of recipes out there if we can create enough good recipes, I think we, we, we build a website. We bring them all to one place. And let me just pitch this to you because I know you're not autoimmune, but I know you're, I don't want to shark tank you here, but just let me, let me throw the pitch at you. Uncle Size Autoimmune Cookbook and CamGirlEmporium.com. Okay. Love the idea of the cookbook. Sure, 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 sure. The CamGirlEmporium. I've seen some documentaries where they're kept on methamphetamines. They are doing things sometimes against their will. And it is a lot of 18-year-olds uh, being watched by 60-year-olds. And for that reason, I'm out. Can I, can I re-pitch it? I'm very yep. sorry. Yeah. 
Uncle Size Autoimmune Cookbook and Free Range Cam Girl Emporium. I'm in. Do you have psoriatic arthritis, Chad? Come on down, get you some healthy <laughs> recipes, and while you're at it, there's a free range gal on this camera. She'll do whatever you want her to do. I think it's going to make a lot of money. I think there's a lot of money in this business plan. How are you going to invest in the initial uh, restaurant and the, the book side of things? Are you going to take some money out of Come Guzzler Buttcoin? <laughs> no, I'm, that one's going to the moon, so I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to. The wolf of Small Street isn't ready to just pull out of all of his crypto. Uh, can I ask you a question? Yes. Since we're talking about cam girls. Yeah. You know, I think what I've I was watching a documentary and it appears where the money is at for cam girls. Which, by the way, do they have cam boys? God, they should call them cam women. Girls is rough. Cam I boys. Think that they, cam men. I think I think they would have to. Cayman? Cayman? Oh, that's a small alligator. <laughs> Cayman? That'd be, that'd be weird. Cayman, that'd be that's weird. what I did after I picked up all that bacon grease from Whole Foods. Come and Cayman. Come and Cayman. Oh, I like it. I, so fetishes, like, and almost even, like, they're all fetishes are sexual, but, like, not, right. like, un, like, non-private part related fetishes is where a lot of this money is at. So let mm -hmm. me ask you a question. If you are here's the job offer you're going to be a a fetish cam boy okay okay at unclesizefetishcamboy.com so yeah. one one day you might be licking a balloon for 20 minutes while moaning the next day yep. you you might be grinding a pillow with your clothes on i don't know whatever yep. you know but nothing I've done all of it your, your, your private parts never come out and nothing ever goes inside the bottom half of you, right? I'm not saying okay. you might not yeah. have to flight a banana, but it's no all... No problem with that. It's all, I do that for fun sometimes. It's all fetish stuff. Now, if you take this job, everyone you know, your children, your best friends, your family, everybody knows this is where your income comes from. Yep. What sort of salary do you need for that job? To take that job, what sort of salary do you want per year? Pro bono. <laughs> <laughs> and by that, I mean, I exclusively work for Bono from YouTube. If you just, and then the last 20 minutes of this podcast is just, it's, it's just you licking a balloon and moaning. No, it is, <laughs> it is a real question. Is there any amount of money where you would be a cam performer if everybody in your life knew about it? I mean, does it have to be forever? No, you have to sign at least a five-year contract. Oh, my God. I mean, I would need a decent amount of money, I think, just because, well, could I do it? Could I do it from a hotel room while I'm on the road doing stand-up? Yeah, absolutely. You, you have to work. Here's the thing. Same. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it easy. You're not even full-time. You're 30 hours a week, five days a week, six hours a day. You making probably okay. old men you. that you can't see, you yep. know, I, I have an answer for you. It's okay. 100000 I'm going to tell you why I came up with that number. Because. 100000 uh, a year? 100000 a year. Now, do it, now here's the other, other important question before you tell me why. Okay. Is this, in your scenario, are you getting taxed on this money? So is this actually like sixty-five grand? a well, year? Well, no, and that's what I was going to tell you. So okay. I'm not getting taxed on it because I am donating this money, all of it. 
and I'm donating it to charities that obviously are going to know where I got it. And so that puts them in a pretty big dilemma. And I just want to see them squirm just to go like, oh, man, we want these kids to get better. But God damn it, licking a balloon? I don't know, man. I just think that'd be great to watch. We'd really love to build this community center. And we're about 100 grand short. But do we want to take Chad's feet money? <laughs> I'm actually uh, 3.5 out of 5 stars on the foot website. I don't know if I would be a great yeah, cam girl, but I think I will tell you in in the in the the sexual arts. Okay. I think I'd be an okay fetish cam girl. And if I really tried at it, I think I'd be I could be pretty good. I don't know that I'd want that job. I think <laughs> I would be a terrible porn star. Terrible. Okay. I think I would be and this is we're talking healthy side. We're not talking sure. obviously Unless there's some fetish where a guy's like, all right, the only thing that makes me come is a 36-year-old comedian that's lost everything. Like, there's no, <laughs> give me a hunched back and a shaved head with a baggy shirt and let me finish on this keyboard. Get out of here, Diane. Size meeting me in 20 minutes. Get out of here. You know, you knew the deal. You, I ran the company. I made them. You knew the deal. <laughs> I think I love that 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 should be your new catchphrase, by the way. You knew the deal. <laughs> you knew the deal, Jenna. You, I was like this when we married. You rake the leaves. Box it up. I think I think I would I think I would have been an excellent escort, like a male escort, not a full like street prostitute. I'd be bad at that. I have okay. too much of a fear complex. But I think I okay. would have been a good high end male escort because I you know, I had some handsome years and I had I have really low self-esteem. And yeah. so I'm really insecure. That's why I'm a comedian. I'm really insecure about performances. So I think I would have been a really good, really good male escort, especially higher end male escort. I think I'd have been a terrible strip club stripper, like a, a you know, performance room in the strip club. Dynamite. Yeah. I think I would have been a dynamite private party stripper. Yeah, I don't think you would have been. I think you are. I think you're right with the escort. Sure. I think that uh, a little bit longer hair and some some uh, five o'clock shadow. Sure. And then uh, because because clothes they they hang very nicely on your body. Yeah. I think that uh, stripper uh, in a in a club no chance, Zero chance. because while you are uh, while you're fun to look at low functioning. And well, even uh, he even health, even healthy side would not nope. have been a good party strip. I understand. That's what I'm saying. I'm talking about I'm talking about healthy side here. Oh, that's I don't think you could have done it. And then private parties. I think you would turn it into such a joke. Like you'd show up to a bachelorette party in a little Bo Peep costume and then people would not know what to do. And you'd be like using your your cane to bring them over to you for a lap dance. And they'd be like, why is this lady trying to do this to me? And there's no way that character's not named Big Bo Peep. <laughs> oh my, get the fuck out of here. I gotta go. I don't have, I'm not saying I've got a Big Bo Peep. I'm just saying that's the proper name for that very, very funny character. <laughs> I also, as a stripper, I would struggle. And I, my OCD doesn't, isn't really affected by germs and cleanliness as bad as a lot of people's. But if you've never seen a male stripper who won't get anywhere near a pole, you're looking at him. They'd be like, why is he, he's, he's fallen off the ledge the last three nights. He knows he needs to be more in the center of the stage, right? 
I love that you think male strippers use a pole. Second, I've never been in a strip club. My uh, my big thing, if I was a stripper, my like p- women would come out to see it is when I would uh, usher would come on, and then I would start backing up, and then it would go beep beep beep, and the ladies would go, "Oh my god, this is why we came! He's backing up!" It would be perfect. I I like that a lot. I've, I'm still a little bummed out that you didn't think Big Bo Peep was a better in-the-moment <laughs> joke, and you just went at me about it. But I, this has been a good enough episode, so I love you. I'll tell you what. The reason I didn't like it is because I imagined myself opening the door and you going, hey, I'm Big Bo Peep, <laughs> and me actually enjoying that. That's why I didn't even laugh at it. I was too busy wondering what was my, what my deal was. Dude, <laughs> just... <laughs> <laughs> just kicks in the door i dude i promise you if i get healthy i'm gonna find out if like because you're gonna be 50 at some point and your family will show you a birth throw you a birthday party i am dressing up as big bo peep i'm coming unannounced i'm kicking the door open i'm saying hey it's big bo peep which one of you little sheeps has been bad oh get out of my life no. and my house and I love the idea of my family having to show me a party because they're like, this is what you could have had if you wouldn't have made all those mistakes. And then they just walk out. <laughs> all right. Well, we both just tried to end the podcast in the middle of that bit separately and neither of us could do it. So now is probably, probably the right time. I love you. I'll see you later. <laughs> okay. I got to go. Whatever happened to predictability? The milkman, the paper boy, the evening TV. You miss your old familiar friends with waiting just around the bed. Everywhere you look, everywhere there's you a heart, look. there's a heart. I hear the horn on to Everywhere you look, everywhere there's you look. Thank <laughs> you.